Well, welcome again to our devotional time. And one of the things I've noticed as I've watched some of my old devotions that we've done is I'm just way too serious. I guess my kids have told me that all my life, but it's just like there's, I, my, I look like I'm scowling and like I'm a grumpy old man. And so, and I don't like that. So I want to give you permission right now. Take a minute or two and tell each other jokes that make you like grab your stomach in hysterics. Okay. And then pretend I told that joke. Okay. Um, Psalm 118. Uh, I want to read for you right now. Um, I, I was tempted this week just to read Old Testament Psalms that predict the coming of Christ or talk about who Christ will be. Messianic Psalms is what they're often considered or prophetic um, prophecies of Christ like in Isaiah. Um, but one of those would be um, a Psalm chapter 118 is Messianic. They knew it was. And for instance, verse 16 says, the Lord's right hand is raised. The Lord's right hand performs valiantly. I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. You can see how this is a prediction. This is actually applying to the Messiah. They understood. And then I wanted to say, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Uh, Peter would repeat this um, uh, scripture in referring to Christ in 1 Peter. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came from the Lord, and it is wondrous in our sight. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And many have pointed out that when it says this is the day that the Lord has made, it's not talking about a particular day, 24-hour period. It's really talking about a season. It's talking about the season of the Lord. Christ has come, and so it is a day of victory and joy. And that's why we celebrate Easter and the resurrection of Christ. Having said that, I know while it is a time of celebration for many of us, it isn't for all of us. It's one of the complexities of Easter. Yeah, for many of us, it's a great time of joy. We celebrate springtime. And, you know, maybe it's a time where you get new spring clothes or start the new spring fashions. Or for, for some, it's like Easter candy has come out for those who still go to the grocery store or um, Easter services. And there's just something about Easter. And for those of us who are followers of Christ, of course, it takes us back 2,000 years to when Christ died and was resurrected. And we can recall when we gave our lives to Christ and found forgiveness in him because of his death, burial, and resurrection. But for some, this week feels like we get stuck in Good Friday. For some, um, Easter week is still more about the cross than it feels like emotionally about the resurrection. And, and, and I just want to say, if that's where you are this week, you're not alone, um, and, and that's okay. In fact, I think it's probably good for us to think more about that than we do. Um, I don't like to ponder this necessarily, but in places like Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus is with his disciples and he says to them all, this is the um, Christian Standard Bible, if anybody wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Jesus here doesn't just focus first on the resurrection, 
he actually focuses first on the cross, carrying your cross. And I know that's how some of you are really feeling right now. He repeats this kind of thing in other places. Again, later in Luke, in fact, in Luke 14, verse 25, it says, great crowds were traveling with Jesus. So there's a lot of people following Jesus because he's healing and he's teaching and he's doing uh, miracles and he's providing food. And then to this crowd, Jesus turned and didn't talk about the glory of resurrection. He says, if anybody comes after me, and doesn't hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus here is using hyperbole, obviously, um, just like when he said, if you're right, I offend you, pluck it out. I mean, obviously, you can still see if you pop out one of your eyes, but he's saying, do some radical purging in your life if your eyes are leading you into sin. And so here he's saying, to be his disciple, our love for him must exceed all other loves. He must be Lord of all, um, a God above which there is no other God, not even, not even people. And that follows. What's that look like? Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. You know, the old, there used to be an old saying that just reminded us, the cross precedes the crown. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song around Easter time that I don't hear anybody sing anymore. It asked the question, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. So why we will get to Resurrection Sunday, I think it's also good for us to take some time right now and say, what's it look like for you to carry your cross? Jesus said, to be my disciple is to carry the cross. But once you carry the cross, then there's a crown. Um, I was thinking about this. We don't talk that way. Then You know, who talks like that anymore? Nobody talks about, I've got to carry my cross. I've got to carry my cross. This is a cross that I'm carrying. People used to, but they don't now. People in my grandparents and parents' generation used to, but people don't anymore. It got me to thinking about the hubbub that used to be around sports when they would give away participation trophies. You know, there would be, at the end of the season, everybody on the team got the same trophy. And I remember older generations kind of having a conniption fit sometimes, or maybe not quite a conniption fit. But, you know, there's kind of like, ah, why are we doing that? That's going to ruin it. And I remember thinking, you know, like, like lighten up. You know, what's the big deal? So you're giving everybody some kind of award for participation. And it occurred to me there's something that older generation understood that our generation doesn't. And that is before you get the crown, you have to carry the cross. You don't get, they understood, you don't win a victory in World War II just by participating. They understood that there is a necessary sacrifice, a carrying of a burden that comes before the reward. And so Jesus says to those of us who are following him, take up your cross and follow me.
And I want to encourage you today to carry your cross as you get ready for Easter. What is the cross that you are carrying for Christ? Not your own cross, because you're stupid. I carry crosses because I'm stupid sometimes. And I just do dumb things and I have to pay the price for my own. But what is the cross of Christ that you are bearing? Because you await the crown. You know, again, notice what Jesus says. He tells all of them, if you want to follow me, now there's the first question, do you want to follow Jesus? If you don't want to follow Jesus, you don't have to, okay? You get that choice. But once you've made that choice, he says, if anybody would follow me, let him deny himself. Now, again, what are you denying? Now, obviously, there are many of us that deny things. Denial's not hard. I like to deny that I have bad breath. You know, I like to deny that I need to be more disciplined with my eating or my exercise. You know, I like to deny that I'm not as, you know, young as I used to be kind of thing. That's not what he's, what are you denying of self? What are you denying of instant gratification? What are you denying of temptation that just won't go away and yet you deny it and you deny it, you don't give into it. See, we live in a world that would say, if I'm experiencing difficult emotions, then God must have made me that way and therefore, I don't know, I shouldn't have to deny it, I should be able to go along. No, no, deny himself daily. Maybe you deny yourself sin-indulging happiness or self-centered pain avoidment or people-pleasing popularity. What's it mean to deny yourself? That's hard, again, in our generation. It's hard in any generation, but it's especially counter to our generation. I was listening to a mom today telling me about how her sons really want the crown, but they don't want the cross. And like the one was talking about how they want, he just wanted to, to be really famous and make his life on YouTube. And she said, I did the research on what it took for this person to become a sensation on YouTube. Said he worked seven days a week, um, 12 hours a day, didn't take a vacation for six to seven years before he finally was able to make a decent living on YouTube. Now, see, we want the crown. Oh, I want this life of being the YouTube personality kind of thing. We don't want the cross. Jesus says, deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. Listen, everybody has a cross to take up daily. Again, I would ask, who talks like that? We, live in a, we don't live in a time where people think like this anymore. But it's not unusual if we follow Jesus. In fact, he says to be his disciples, we have to take up a cross daily and follow him. Again, maybe the cross is like a daily um, persistent obedience. Maybe the cross is the enduring a disappointing relationship or or forgiving in a broken relationship and like every day it is eating at you how much this person has hurt you but what do you do you take up your cross daily and say lord i forgive i forgive i forgive maybe your cross is a broken body that you bear with joy maybe your cross is somebody else's broken body that you nurse and care for. 
Maybe your cross is a broken mind or a broken heart. Maybe it's a responsibility that you wouldn't necessarily have chosen and it will change your life completely. I know a lot of people who are my age who are taking responsibility for things that they never thought would be their responsibility. But you know what? That It's the cross that God has given them to bear. And Jesus says, don't be surprised by that. If you want to meet my disciple, life is not about pursuing crowns. Life is not about trying to be happy in the moment. Life is about bearing your cross faithfully. But notice, it's not bad. Notice what Jesus says. Deny himself, take up his cross, and what? And follow me. Jesus' great promise is, I will be with you always. Follow me. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not saying you have to bear this cross on your own. In fact, just the opposite. Again, one of Jesus' finest promises is, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus, follow me. You're not alone. You're on my path. You're walking with me, and I will carry the cross with you. Part of the reason the cross becomes such a burden for us is we try to carry it alone. We don't say, Jesus, I need your strength. Jesus, I'm, I'm tired and I can't do this unless you do this with me. But I've known people who've served other people, who've sacrificed significant portions of their lives carrying a cross and they carry it with joy because in the process, Jesus is closer to them and they find in Jesus a peace and a joy and a character and a closeness with God they would not have known otherwise. And so Jesus says, if you're my disciple, deny yourself. Don't live for self-indulgence. Don't live for instant gratification. Take up your cross daily. It means there's not going to be a day when there's not a cross to bear. And follow me. I will be with you. Now, what do you hear me say? More importantly, what do you hear God say to you right now? And Jesus' promise is, if you will carry his cross, he will be with you. And there will come a day when you will get a crown. The apostle Paul, toward the end of his life, was getting close to that crown. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Second Timothy 4 verse 8. And now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. It's the right crown. It's not just pure. It's not just, you know, morally right. It's the right crown for Paul. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Not only to me, he says, but also to all who've longed for his appearing. You carry his cross, it makes you long for his appearing and his crown. And when you see him face to face, he gives you that crown. And on that day, you'll hear him say, well done. And you will say, it was worth it all. The cross precedes the crown. The crown's coming. But as you're carrying your cross today, this week, I would just encourage you. You're not carrying it alone. You're not carrying it necessarily. Jesus will be with you. And one day, you'll see him face to face and know it's worth it.
Let's pray together, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your promise in Christ that one day we will receive a crown of righteousness. Now, Lord, help us today to carry your cross, to take seriously that it's not the exception that those who are disciples will carry a cross every once in a while through life. But there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. Through Christ I pray these things. Amen. Thanks. Pray for us. Pray for each other in this time. And pray that God will do something really powerful this Easter weekend.